Live from the Nova Home Loan Studios, it's Cofield and Company. All right, here we go to Tuesday. It's Cofield, Adam Hill. We're at the Nova Home Loan Studios. You heard it. Ari is back in our Finley Toyota Studios. So we got a loaded show today. We'll get to our uh, one of our favorite gambling experts of the week, Sam Paniotovich, in hour number two. Got very interesting audio from a, a podcast, local podcast. Robin Leonard was on there getting after the media. So we'll see if uh, Adam Hill is going to defend himself in that case. It's trending at three presented by Nova home loans. Call now at eight, seven, seven, seven hundred Nova. Robin expressed some frustration. It wasn't anger. It was frustration. We've got a lot of angry things to get to, to start the show today. Oh, good. Between people on the show and athletes in and out of the cage, the field, off the field, on the field. You see the latest update? Your favorite school, Ohio State, Kevon Pope? My favorite player. Why, simply because what he tweeted? Yes. I liked it. I retweeted it right away. Oh, you did? You saw it? And I, Yeah. Oh, That's I retweeted. Great. I was like, I was like, this is my favorite tweet. I was like, I'm pretty sure it's going to be deleted very soon, and somebody will claim they're hacked, but – uh, I'll, I'll jump to the end of the story. Uh, this college football player is a veteran player is in the transfer portal. I mean, an Ohio state player in the transfer portal, people should be salivating, right? Add a guy for a year. Of course you can play for, you know, a group of five school or maybe someone lower in the power of five, but then there's actually the story to tell of why he's in the transfer portal. Sure. He blew up on the sidelines with the coaches and his teammates. He started ripping off his equipment, including his gloves and just throwing it in the stands. Uh, he was escorted off the field and immediately, I mean, if you're angry and your emotions are out of control, what's the best thing to do? I would say tweet. I would say turn off your phone. I'd say tweet. Someone hide the phone. So during the game, he just tweets F Ohio State, but he uses the word. Yeah. I love it. Misspelled it on purpose, right? That's not the Ohio State education? Well, I don't know which. I'm I'm lobbing you softball. So there's a a Michigander of sorts. You can smash Ohio State. Your master's degree is just spelling a bunch of curse words. <laughs> That's at Ohio State. Great education to get there. So, yeah, that was it. They uh, they told him, hit the bricks, and then he's in the transfer portal. So Really? Just for that? I mean, I will say it does happen. The phone part, the the blank Ohio State part, that's, you know, it's a little overboard. Well, that's where, that's the where player, gets... players do blow up, and they're... You know, there are dust up on the sidelines, and sometimes guys do have to be sent to the back. And I, you sure. wouldn't want – now, I don't, I don't know his background. I don't know if he's had, like, multiple blowups. You wouldn't want, like, you know, to be judged on whatever your worst moment of anger is. No, definitely not. But, I mean, and the, the tweeting is the issue. I mean, listen, I, I'm all for everybody tweeting everything they want all the time. I love it. I'm, I live on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, but you also know, like, when you, when you have these blowups, and you said they happen all the time. They've happened in the NFL, like, four times already this year. We've seen them. But what do you do after the game? It's very easy to be like, ah, you you misinterpreted what you saw. We were just talking about a play that should like, you could just make up what you were arguing about. When you then go to the locker room and tweet F Ohio State, it's kind of difficult to say, no, 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 that's not what he saw. He was upset because he was hurt or because another player was like, you can make something up. But once the tweet goes out, you're screwed. Little frustration, little frustration around Ohio State. Um, Celebratory move at the Raiders game. For some reason, Ari is all angry. Uh, Alexander Volkanovsky was the winner of the main event at 266, right, UFC? 
Sure. And then he goes to the Raiders game and he chugged champagne. Was he actually in the club? He chugged champagne out of a shoe and he made it up to the big screen and Ari called him a dirtbag. Yeah, okay. it's freaking nasty. Is this part of being an eternal lockdowner? He's a very nice family man. I- I'm sure he is, but you don't need to be drinking beer out of a crusty old Vans shoe. It's not even new. First you could all, tell it's an old one. Don't first of all that style. I've seen that for the last 15 years, so you can't tell me it's a brand new. So one your problem box. isn't with the hygiene. It's with it's with the shoes. No, no, no. I'm I'm just saying I'm I'm already eliminating the idea that oh you know this is a brand new shoe or something like this is clearly someone's shoe and he's drinking out of it. So yes, Ari dirtbag. Ari material. clearly needs some some culture. <laughs> this is a thing. It's called a shoey. It's how the Australians celebrate. It's, it was brought to MMA uh, by Mark Hunt, another fighter, um, or excuse me, uh, some other fighters have uh, have carried on. Uh, Tai Tuivasa, uh, some other some other guys from down there have brought it over, and Alexander Volkanovsky is carrying on that tradition. He did several at the fight on Saturday night. Uh, he, including as he left the cage, which is it's very cool. People, as you're leaving the cage when you win, when you're Australian. People hand you their shoe with beer inside of it, and you drink it as you go back to the locker room. He also did one off of a flip-flop, which I would consider one of the greatest athletic cheats, athletic feats I've ever seen. Of course you would. I mean, to keep it steady on the flip-flop. Was it a shot glass, or was it a luge type thing where they just they uh, dumped it down the shoe? He held the flip-flop flat, lifted it, and went. And didn't spill much? No. He claims not a drop. That is amazing balance. Unbelievable. On a flip-flop? He also did one in the press conference right in front of us, which was great. Oh, so he's he's done this multiple times, and Ari's like, show off. Yeah. I'm a, I'm so, a dirtbag. So when he gets to the game on, on, on Sunday, while he's still celebrating his win from Saturday night, which, by the way, was an unbelievable performance by Volk, uh, he, you know, he's in the crowd. He's having a good time. People are handing him shoes with beer and, and alcohol in them. What are you going to do, say no? Like this is an accessible professional athlete, Ari. This is what we want from our athletes. All right, well, to be I'm, a man of the people. I may not be cultured, but you would not catch me drinking anything out of a Vans shoe. So. Okay, but just Mikey, on my feet. What about what about some Yeezy? Should we get some Yeezys? There you go. That changes everything. <laughs> I, I I respect the tradition, but I just think that's kind of nasty. Should we do this on the show? Make Ari drink out of a shoe. <laughs> All of us will. We can well, make a bet. We can make a bet. Yeah. Okay. I think I've, I've, I can't remember when I did it. I, I drank out of a shoe somewhere. Of course. Okay. Oh, I remember where it was. Your own? I'll, t- I'll tell you off the air. Uh, no, it was someone's boot at a party. And I think they may have had bare feet in the boot. Okay. That sounds disgusting. And the time, you're not going to be happy with the time when it happened. Oh, no. Is yeah. it like noon on a Tuesday? Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> um, so that was all fun and games at UFC. Well, we're back again with John Jones in trouble, the UFC fighter, and it's in town. He got arrested. His fight, one of his fights got inducted into the, yeah, the Hall of Fame. Fight against Gustafson. So he got honored over the weekend. And then all of a sudden, 5 o'clock in the morning at Caesars, uh, Metro's on the scene. Yeah, there's a lot of details here. And I'm trying to think what's what's public and what's not at this point. So I'll be a little bit careful. Um, he went to his room. His family was there. Uh, his we, I think he's, she's been referred to as wife. I believe they've been engaged for like seven years. So fiance still uh, fiance and children are in the room. Oh, really? All three kids. Uh, he was trying to get, he was trying to collect 
uh, $10,000 cash he had there in order to go out with his friends to a strip club while his family's in the room. Highly endorsed by me, but uh, I know a lot of people think that's an issue. Um, at some point, there was an altercation, allegedly, between him and Jesse. That's his fiance. Uh, she left the room. She went to security. She was crying. She was asking about getting back in her room. They called the police. They did a report. She declined to say anything really physical happened. Although she was saying, when is he going to get out of jail? Because I need to know. Uh, because she was scared, allegedly, from the from the police report. Um, and apparently she was very bloody. And there's blood also in the room when they went up there. They were able to find John Jones on the strip walking with his friends. Uh, because the report went out. They you know, saw what Dory went out of. They found him. Uh, he was agitated and irate. They said he had a lot of a roller coaster of, a mo- of emotion. Uh, the mood swings back and forth. He apparently not challenged the officers to a fight, but said, we should we should just find out. There's a bunch of them. Like, we should find out how this would go if we all just fought. Right. Me against all of you. Yeah. Uh, also, a headbutt of the police cruiser, which resulted in a felony. And when I first read this, I was like, wow, he tried to headbutt an officer. And then I was like, wait, the car? Yeah. Which he dented. Yeah. And scraped paint off. Of. And scraped paint off the car. Yeah. He headbutted a car. Yeah, although in the mugshot, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of damage to his head. There's a little, little like abrasion. It looks like on his forehead. I mean, it's hard to tell with fighters. You know, they you take so many, they take so many blows and have so many scars. Yeah, I tell you what, um, I haven't really seen him in any photos as a heavyweight. He definitely looks heavy. Like his face is a lot bigger. I mean, he's probably walking around now with 250 pounds. I think he's like two. I think he's two sixty, a little higher. I, I, I actually saw him on Thursday. Yeah, gigantic. He's gigantic. So he had no problem. Like that's like we always said. Who, by the way, I don't know why we're breaking down his his rise in weight. But anyway, he's a dangerous guy. Uh, he's had so many scrapes with the law. What what number is this? Seven. Yeah, and and here's eight, nine. I mean, it's been repeated down in Albuquerque. Now you got one here in Vegas, and I, I thought the 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 set. I mean, there's a lot of sad parts to this, but uh, in the TMZ story, it said. Uh, yeah, domestic disturbance in a hotel room involving a white female who is bleeding from her nose and mouth. She said, uh, she told the police John came back and was not very happy. When they asked her if things turned physical, she replied, quote, um, not too physical, but a little bit, yeah, which would suggest that, I mean, this is someone who's been through this before. If they're trying to minimize having a bloody mouth, yeah, I think she said and having he, her hair pulled. Yeah, I think all, she said all allegedly. Right. I think she said he pulled her hair back, and that's where maybe he was pulling her hair, and it, her hair happened to hit something. Not or her head happened to hit something. Not. Hit her. I'm just saying. What, okay, but you what get it though. When she report. said she's like uh, a little bit. Of course, that was very what? troubling a little, to me. Like, also, a little bit's not acceptable. Also troubling to me from the security perspective was that one of John's children asked the security to please call the police. Which would also indicate there, you know, this is not like a a new thing. Like there's an awareness from the children of what this is. So all troubling. Now, to go into another part of this, you said first time in Vegas. Dana White had really interesting comments on Friday when asked about this that I think need to be inquired more. I was going to ask on Saturday at the at the at the post fight. He did not appear. Dana White didn't. Um, so. What Dana White said is, we're getting to, we've gotten to a point 
we just can't bring John to Vegas. He can't handle Vegas. It's always a problem. There's always something going on here when he's in Vegas. And I wasn't there at that presser because I would have said, wait. Did we forget something? It's the first thing we know of that happened in Vegas. Has there been something high profile that we don't remember? Well, I mean, he tested positive for cocaine here. He admitted right. being on a cocaine binge in Las Vegas before his fight. But I mean, to I'll, me... I mean, I'll, I'll, I won't say specifics of a story. I have heard stuff at the very sure. beginning of his career. Yeah, you me know, too. Troubles and, you know, maybe he, he got rolled. And but that's, again, you know, those are... Those are just stories. But hear. that's what I'm that, getting at. And that was like, that was a long time ago. That was probably 12 years ago. Yeah. But what I'm getting at but is. How about that? Dana White saying, we just can't bring him to Vegas. Right. But first of all, and I know I know Dana's a Vegas guy. He loves Vegas. But go screw. Uh, don't blame Vegas. This is not He's, Vegas's fault. He, frankly, he can't really be brought to Albuquerque where he lives. That's what I was. Yeah. was like, like or had, Binghamton. <laughs> Or Binghamton, yeah. <laughs> like, or he, anywhere. He, he wrecked a car. This is not a Vegas issue. Didn't he, wreck a, a... he wrecked a car or wrapped a car around a tree with two women in it, right? That was in well, his younger days. The two women well, part is, I think, uh, alleged. Alleged. Um, that's what we've... Underage. Allegedly, allegedly, underage. allegedly, allegedly. not Jesse, his fiance. Yeah. Yeah, allegedly underage as well. Um, a lot of alleged here. Yeah. Just, just things uh, we've heard. But, but we're Johnny Come Lately's on this. Don't show. blame Vegas. No, I hate that. Uh, also, wait a minute. What do we not know about that's happened in Vegas? Because as you said, like we've heard stories of trouble that's happened that maybe has been, you know, helped out by who he knows. But what has happened in Vegas that we don't know about if Vegas is an issue? Because this is the first thing we know about officially. So what else has been going on in Vegas? If you're going to blame the city, let's have a list. So what's next? What's next in the legal process? Uh, he's got a hearing October 26th, I think, is the date. But by, by the way, we should also roll in the fact, and this is one of the many times I've ranted and said, be careful. Like, it's a very dangerous individual. And I think people laughed it off. <clears throat> but um, you know, remember the incident at the weigh-in in the lobby of the MGM where sure. he and Daniel Cormier were, you know, throwing shoes at each other and tackling each other and then pushed a PR person out of the way. And everyone thought that was, you know, a, a giant laughing matter. Um, not, not, and, and, but my point is when people from outside the UFC have had a chance to teach him a lesson, if that's even possible, like the Nevada state athletic commission, they've done very little. Well, like they treat it like it's a friggin' joke, like the court system in New Mexico, like the court system as well. But I'm saying like, we're as a state, we've seen stuff with him before and you know, we and Albuquerque and New Mexico, we have enabled his behavior. I'm not saying that's an excuse, like like, no, but I, like someone else is to blame, but it's like at some point, send a freaking message. Do something. I'll fight back on that and that like I don't I don't want to go the OJ route, right? Which Oh, uh, you know, make him pay for past crimes. Right. I, I and I, I still don't like think you got into a car accident in Albuquerque and ridiculous. hit a pregnant woman and then disappeared for a day and Ran back to the car to grab something before you right. disappeared. And so for like all there's those, so there's so much in this guy's history. And so yeah. for all those things, we as a Nevada Athletic Commission <laughs> yeah. are going to uh, ban you from the sport and find you ten million dollars for your positive steroid test. Like, wait, what? Right. Like, you can't, you can't do that. Right. Um, I mean, I guess you could, but it, that's not right either. Like, it, uh, the legal system has to has to take care of John Jones, and it, and it will, I think, here on this one. He's one of the more fascinating characters that we've covered and witnessed in the last 15 years in sports. 
because I know you like him when you talk to him. I've I, I've had good exchanges with him. I've in the past had a very um, good relationship. I haven't really t- I haven't spoken to him like you have anytime recently. Like he's one of these guys who's incredibly duplicitous. You just I I, you, I don't you, even you wouldn't know, but I I will say over the years he has become a little bit weird in terms of being incredibly fake and, this, and uh and he's he's kind of a charlatan who can play different characters so it's also not an excuse but it, 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 i don't i don't think duplicit is right either he has a substance abuse problem every single incident that he's had has been substance abuse related now that's not an excuse he needs to he needs to take care of that what happened when he went to rehab for the uh for a day that's it 24 hours check himself out yeah 24 hours in rehab so, I mean, what do you, it's, it's a great, it's a great debate when, you know, Josh Gordon's back, we're going to get to that later on. And I know, you know, I know you are uh, not forgiving, but you know, you try to be understanding on substance issues and mental health issues as, as many of us do, maybe you more than me, but what is the right move with John Jones? Cause the other part of this is people aren't safe around him. No. And when his kids are like, you know, they're, they're aware of his shenanigans so much to the point that they're being proactive and they're like, I have to be an adult in this situation and get the cops here. That's, that's sad. And it's the fact that his, his fiance is saying he only hit me a little bit or only got physical a little bit. Wow. Yeah. And cl- you know, clearly she, that didn't... sounds like, that sounds like someone who's been conditioned over the years to accept way too much. Well, it's also somebody who's scared. She, you know, it, according to uh, the police report, and again, I, I think it's public. So I, I think I'm okay. Um, you know, she didn't, she didn't want to take, uh, you know, the advice about how to get a restraining order and all those things. Like she didn't want to, she didn't want to cooperate in that way. So um, yeah, I, I mean, I think there's fear aspects of that as well. Coming back. We completely flipped the page. Let's talk Raiders being three and zero. you know, it's funny when we did our Cofield and company rankings, we ranked every team in the NFL in the preseason from 32 to one Raiders got a pretty high mark. Although a couple of you guys didn't vote. So I have a feeling they would have been down in the twenties. I think they finished up number 18, but there were a lot of people out there who thought the Raiders were like number 25, number 26, number 27 in the NFL, uh, in the latest ESPN rankings. We have fun with this stuff, right? In the latest ESPN rankings, are they now a top 10 team? Nova Home Loans brings you Trending at 3. It's a refi rate at Nova Home Loans. With interest rates at all-time lows, now's the time to talk to your local Nova loan officer. 877-700-NOVA. At this point, I'm like 80% sure that Eli currently lives at home with his parents. Yes, about time they're coming after you. Ah, meatloaf! Meatloaf! From the fantastic Nova Home Loan Studios, it's Cofield and Company. The Manning cast last night, we'll get to that. Adam, actually both of the Adams on Cofield and Company love the Manning cast. We've got someone who does not like the Manning cast, so we'll get into that a little later. Yeah. Ma, the meatloaf! Good job by Eli Manning. Rob Gronkowski stole that for a recent commercial, too, with the, Ma, where's my football pants? good he's a good actor i don't remember in my household being able to yell ma where's this oh i don't remember anybody talking at a normal volume in my well your house is very loud yeah uh mine was actually quieter than you'd ever believe like i had i had an uncle not to get all morbid but i had an, an older uncle who was like 15 years older than my mother right and uh he was kind of down the stretch he was sick so he was staying with us and one of the comments he made was, he's like, man, this house is so quiet. Because, like, his marriage, he had he had four kids, and everyone just screamed at each other the whole time. But I know the way 
you guys are. Oh, and I can only imagine. And it was the same thing. We had, you know, three brothers, but, uh, but yeah, with that, that was not tolerated. The loudest person in the house was my mother. And it would be like, ah! like, you know, just shut us down. I think we had more police visits than John Jones. <laughs> Funny, but you know, not really with what's happening with John Jones and more importantly, what's happening with his family who or, seem like they're terrorized, but, or my family. Yeah. Huh. I was going to say, has that stopped? No. Okay. It's a complete, tradition that lives on. Complete chaos all the time. All the time. Yeah. So, <laughs> and you're now in your 40s. Yeah. And it's still going on. Although, we don't, you don't just, you know, it's, I mean, I guess people mellow. You don't just kind of drop that. If you're a loud household and everyone is super aggressive and yelling at each other and brawling and fighting, that doesn't, doesn't end. We should get into, I mean, we shouldn't. What is, everyone. This, this, this is a podcast topic, I think. Everyone in my family right now is in. All in Las Cruces, New Mexico, and nobody's talking to each other. Oh wow! Which is fantastic. I'm here. It's it's great. Quite very quiet in is Las your, Vegas. Is your granny? Did she relocate or is she visiting? She, she moved. She did. Yeah. Wait, the granny was here. Yeah. She moved there. Yes. What? Yeah. All right. I didn't know that. She's a Las we Cruces. We don't talk much anymore. She's a Las Cruces resident. The crosses. what is she doing? Nothing. Yeah. She's like ninety six. No, what I meant what, what, what kind of doing? what kind of move? What is, is that? she doing? What kind of move is that? She lived right on top of the hill on Green Valley Parkway. It's the freaking you could take the you know I don't think they have a senior bus at that that uh, complex she was in because I actually used to live in that complex some twenty years yeah. ago. Well, she developed a bit of a gambling problem. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> yes. So just like the subject we were talking about ten minutes ago, it got to a point where. You know, you had to step in, and you're like, we just can't have well, granny. Not me. We can't have granny in Vegas anymore. Not me. I don't. The family had to step in. <laughs> yes. Oh no. Well, not really step in. It was, she. You got to. She's got a kid there. She doesn't have any any she does. kids here. So. She does. Yeah. Yes. Kurt. Kurt's there, right? Yeah. My dad's there. Excellent. All right. Now, family update for Adam Hill. Now my mom's there, and my brothers. Oh my god. <laughs> it's mess. But they're not talking to each other. Well, the my grandma doesn't want my brother over. My dad doesn't want my mom over. So like, where are they supposed to meet? <laughs> Now you, you know everyone who everyone who heard you start to take up a little bit for John Jones. Now people understand why. Of course, because you you have your own situ, you know situations of tumult. Yes, constantly. Raiders. This is very important in Week Three, by the way. The ESPN Power Thirty Two NFL. But it, I, I actually I do find it fascinating from a reaction standpoint. Uh, number one is the Rams. I don't believe. I'm not in the corner of the Rams yet. They've been impressive. I am as long as they're healthy. I'm. They have no depth. No depth. So they already went down. You know, had a running back go down. But the other thing is, three games. Like we're gonna. The theme of this obviously will be three games does not make a team with the Raiders. Impressive start. But three day. Three games does not erase all that Matt Stafford has done in his career. He's looked awesome. Yeah. He's got nine touchdowns and one interception. He's been great. And you know what? I'm happy for him uh, because I can only imagine when you are with a losing franchise or a loser company there are times when you're like is is it worth it (laughs) you know what i mean is it worth it and for stafford i mean he was just it was just freaking a circus all the time and now he's with a good coach and weapons so anyway rams one bucks two but they're two and one buccaneers are two but you thought the bucks had a lot of warts coming into the season well their secondary right now is really showing up and again, when you have to pay everyone, what happens? You, it, this happens. You can't. You don't have depth. I mean, yep. that's that's the the biggest key. You can find a way to piece together a good roster, 
when you pay, especially you pay a quarterback a lot of money. But you and, and Brady's not at the top of that list. He's he's making good money, but you're paying a lot of money at a lot of different places. You can't have death behind them. That's what you trade. It's like, actually they, like did they have to bring back uh, Chris Godwin was the one who was up in terms of money, right? Yeah, to bring him back on a one year deal. They didn't sign him long term. Oh, and uh, but, Brown I mean, Brown was right. the last one come they're, back they're, in. They're kind of they're kind of rich at receiver. Sure, and you know they they chose to keep Godwin around, which hey, it's an, like I, I, it's important because well, they've done without him. Maybe, but, but now you lose Brown and Scotty Miller. Yeah. They're both they're both out. Or will Brown should come back? But um, yeah, the, like this is it's an issue, and 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 it's also the argument with the Rams, right? What why we said it's so important to stay healthy. Like they went with a strategy, and this is actually a huge debate on some of the really hardcore uh, football podcasts I listen to. But it's it's will what the Rams are doing work? And what that is is yep. you pay the two best players at their position on defense a lot of money, and just fill in with whatever else you can, and it is working great. But what happens if one of them gets hurt? And what happened a couple of years ago when they had offensive line issues? Yeah. There was no one behind them. Yeah. But right now, the question, if Donald or Ramsey gets hurt, that defense probably completely falls apart. And then what? So that that's the strategy they're going with. They're saying, hey, we're going to pay these two guys and be the best at their position, and we're going to try to make that work around them. And it, it has been. But if one of them's not there, then it falls apart. Raiders are number five ahead of the Browns, the Ravens, the Cardinals, the Chargers, the Chiefs, the Niners, Panthers all the way down at 12. Broncos are 13. How do you think Broncos fans feel about that one? Raiders are number five in the uh, ESPN NFL power rankings. Broncos are number 13. And by the way, the Cowboys all the way down at 14. Saints, 15. Well, what can they really say? I mean, they their three wins are the teams that they've played have a combined zero wins. That's as many as me and you have. Like zero, they haven't beat anybody. So I, I think it's fair. The Broncos, what you can say about them is they've done what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And what what was our analysis of the Broncos coming into the season? Unbelievable roster. If the quarterback, and in this case Teddy Bridgewater, plays well, this will be a very good team. And so far, he's played really well. The team's very good, but we don't know anything about them yet. We'll find out a little bit this week. All right, answer on the Raiders. I mean, fifth is silly. How? It's completely silly. I mean, again, what have they done? And and also, like I'm I'm more of the Las Vegas, uh, you know, based thinking of who would they would they be right now? Neutral field, their favorite of the Chiefs. Stop, stop. That's silly. And if you're like, oh, they should, be, would you bet them? Because you probably wouldn't. So you're neutral field, are they favorite over the Browns? No. Neutral field? Are they favored over the Ravens? They beat them. No. Okay. Where are you getting these numbers from? Out of thin air. Not hard. Not hard to figure it out. It's also not hard to find, just by talking to people and knowing where where they're going to be. And look at the numbers where they are. And hey, they are. I would I would think neutral field a half point dog to the Chargers. Like the Chargers are a really good team. They're what the Raiders are three and a half in L.A. I don't think it's a full home field advantage. It's probably they're probably actually one and a half. Dog against the Chargers. The Chargers don't get a full home field advantage because it'll be Raiders fans taking over that building. Um, but yeah, the, the the Raiders are a good team. I think it's still so early. And like, don't don't be results based thinkers. Don't say, "Hey, they're three and zero." Change two plays. They're one and two. And then and then, if you want to be a results based, are they terrible just because of that? No, no, they're a good team. 
they're not great. They're not elite. They're still trying to figure it out. Their offensive line is a work in progress. They should be better at the end of the year than they are now, but they're not the fifth best team in the league. Cofield got his mortgage tuned up. You should too. Call 877-700-NOVA now to lower your interest rate and lower your payments. Now, back to Cofield and Company. Brady over the middle. Bernard, touchdown. Blitz from the Saints. Jones steps up in the pocket. Fluttering ball. Picked off. I was wondering if after all these years you'd like to meet. So help me So good way to steal it. We had to steal it. Adele, Mac Jones, Tom Brady. You saw the promo, right? Yeah. Sunday Night Football, Adele. I mean, they've been really waiting for this. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. And uh, setting up Brady, Belichick, the visit to New England. You know I loved it. I actually felt a little swindled. Not swindled. I actually, uh, like I'd been stolen from a little bit. <laughs> I feel like we are the kings of the clunky, out-of-place sports radio rejoiners with really cheesy, heartbreaking songs. Can I remind people? And I really felt this. I, I really don't think felt this. Ever- I really felt this. I'll throw it in a second when I set it up. I really felt this. This was December 21st. It was the day after the Jets had... Think about this. The Jets beat the Rams... Supposedly the number one team in the NFL last December. The Jets screwed up their winless season and their chance to get Trevor Lawrence. So keep telling me that Zach Wilson's better. I know Lawrence has had some bad moments too. But I literally shed a tear watching the game. And so we put together this rejoiner, which I actually think trumps Adele because it's so cheesy. I don't think Goff ever saw him. He stuck a right hand out as that throw was late middle by Goff. His 12th interception of the season. 37 giveaways since last year. Do you remember me? This is the shortest Christmas list I've ever had. All I want is Trevor Lawrence. As a Jets fan, I've never had a franchise quarterback. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Very cheesy. In the end, slight over No, no, I don't think it was. This, it's like when you want a trip for Christmas. Like right. I want a trip to Hawaii, right? And the flight that you wanted to be on crashed. Trevor Lawrence stakes. It's not, no, you it's avoided. Not. You just, you you, avoided you a plane just lectured us on don't overreact to the Raiders' start. You avoided a plane crash. No, it's not a plane. Although crash. Zach Wilson is just a boat sinking, so it's not really that much different. It's a, it's a disaster. It's been worse. It's a disaster. It's been worse. Wait, you think the Jaguars Wilson? have shown the Jaguars have shown a little bit of promise and fight and had some moments? The fadeaway flea flicker. <laughs> it's not. I'm been still good. very annoyed about the whole scenario. It hasn't. Been I, good. I hate Adam Gase, and I don't. I try to not say that and say I just like someone. Gase should have traded out of the pick anyway. Uh, yeah, 
that was the other that was the backup plan is once it you couldn't get the guy you wanted then keep the guy you picked with a top five selection and get more value for the pick but they screwed that up too what? so they screwed they screwed it up by winning first and foremost and then not managing their emotions that's true. we have to get another quarterback no that's, you don't you have one donald that's true, that's true. donald's look great that's got to make you feel better it's your guy yeah, just rip open the wound and <laughs> freaking salt all in it uh if i were on tv right now i'd be shooting the middle fingers at you like eli yeah the manning cast has been good it's been funny saban was on last night so he was kind of funny the chop busting between eli and peyton is good but what happens to you on podcasts sometimes you forget you're on yep and because they're all they're all doing video screens i you know video uh feeds i think eli just forgot and like eh, dude you're you know you're not buried on some nothing podcast you can't you can't fire double birds why there is there is that side of it it is cable tv it's also a form of it's a form of television that i think the radio world has understood and that the youtube world has understood of not everything has to be like perfect not everything has to be overly produced not everything has to be you know like tv has believed it has to be for a long time just throw some things on there and talk like have a feed and talk. Who cares if the sound is good or if the camera's on the right person or like all the just, just go. And I think they're doing a good job of kind of mixing like very good production with making it look like it's not overly produced. But like I, I think just content is what is what sells. Like all the other stuff doesn't matter. And who cares if you're flipping off the camera every once in a while? Did you go back and watch it? Not yet. I usually no. do that Tuesday. Do you really? You follow up on yeah, it Tuesday night? It goes. Uh, they throw it up on YouTube. Actually, so you really like this thing. We've we've been through this. Warren, Ma- uh, Warren, I almost called him Manning. Warren Moon, legendary quarterback, was like, "Yeah, I don't like it." He said, "I'm a hardcore football guy. I don't want the jokesters in the game. I want to analyze the game. I look at the game a lot differently than most people look at them. I'm really quiet about it, and uh, I don't want to see a lot of comedy." Uh, yeah. So uh, I'll tell you this right now. He hasn't watched. He's watched highlights. Like there's some great hard stuff, right? That's what I like. That's what most people that I talk to like about it. Yeah. It is hardcore as hell. Like I mean, they'll, they'll go to the line, and they'll they'll start calling out like, uh, the mic, the mic is changing the play right here. Now all of a sudden you see the safety rotating over to the corner, and like like so it's, Rome, it's Romo squared beyond that. Yeah, Romo to to the ninth power. Really? At times, and yeah, at times it gets silly and goofy. But I'm telling you that he is watching the the highlights of the goofy stuff and saying, I don't like the comedy. Well, if you want a hardcore broadcast, this is actually the one you want. Well, he's got to watch it then. Yeah. It happens. People see the clips. Or don't. Or don't. You know what? Yeah. We, the cool kids don't need you in our group. Oh, no. <laughs> you're a cool kid. Watch, watch, what you, watch what you want. Wow, Adam getting very. Go uh, watch the vanilla. Very- oh, that's a nice throw. Very protective of his Manning brothers. Yes. Who knew? It's my guy. Now you love these guys. They had my guy, Pat McAfee, on. So now I'm... He is your guy. I know. My God. Is, uh, was Rogers McAfee today? It's tonight. Oh, well, tonight. it was today, but yeah. I watched it tonight. So you watched it tonight. We'll have to clip that up, see if, you, see if he's still complaining about whatever, even after uh, one of the best comeback victories we've seen. He's done it like 50 times. So I can't sure, say ever. Sure he'll be in a good mood. He better be. You would think. I just can't wait to see what the book is. What do you mean? Oh, he started the Aaron Rodgers Book Club week one on the Pat oh, McAfee really? show. And uh, every week he he talks about a book that he likes nice. and uh, recommends it. And then Pat McAfee pretends like he read the one from the week before when he clearly has it. It's nice. great. <laughs> uh, let's get you ready for fantasy football pickups uh, going into week four. Dustin DeHart. 
from Nova Home Loans. We always talk fantasy football on Tuesdays. He's on the way. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. It's time to Trust Us, presented by Dustin DeHart at Nova Home Loans. Call him today at 577-2600. A lot more football talk on the way. We'll get to our football frenzy. Dustin DeHart will be around here for a little bit with us as we cover some of the big stories around the real world in about 10 minutes. But fantasy world, fantasy football, yeah, that's coming up in three minutes. But second game. At Allegiant, you were freaking gaga over the first game. <laughs> I was like, was. okay, maybe maybe he got caught up in the atmosphere. Like, he really loved it. So, Adam and I were just asking you during the break about game two. Like, you are, you're in on yeah. NFL football. Like, I think you even you underestimated what it was going to be like at these games. 100%. Yeah, so, I'm all so in. So, talk about I game two. It. What was it like? I mean, again, another epic game. You know, <laughs> well, that's, I, your, that's I know. the other thing, too. Yeah. You've been treated to these I know. crazy <laughs> I know. dramatic games. Did you leave early? No. We Not saw, this time. We saw the whole game. Do you remember? Were you here when we talked about no, it? That, that he I left. He, yeah, he left a little bit early yeah. for the Ravens game on that Monday night game. Because yeah. <laughs> I thought it was over. And then I'm literally in the parking lot going, like, there's Ravens fans going, oh, it's an interception. I'm like, what the hell? I, I don't know the <laughs> overtime rules. I was losing my mind. Until I saw it on Sports Center the next day, I'm like, "Oh, that's great." We what was what was the that. building like when the Dolphins again were coming back, and then they just start taking yeah. deep shots? You're like, "Oh my god, are they going to lose on a friggin' 80 yard bomb?" You know, Jacoby Brissett now all yeah. of a sudden has become Dan Marino. Yeah, like look, when they were down two touchdowns, I was surrounded by Dolphin fans, and I'm like, "Don't get too excited, boys." <laughs> yeah. You know, kind of being cocky. You don't know what and this there building's like. Yeah, <laughs> already sure crazy enough. things happen. <laughs> After one like, game, got, we're like, the, yeah. the place of legends. Yeah. The crowd is crazy. <laughs> we got Derek Carr, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know that, I mean, I could say it, it's tough to gauge from in the press box because, first of all, you're working, but in, in, you can hear, but you can't really, you don't get the sense of, like, people right next to you and, like, how they're how they're kind of feeling. But it did seem like it was absolutely dead quiet while the ball was in the air yeah. on those deep shots. And for about five seconds after, because – clearly there was interference on the Raiders that wasn't yeah. called. The Dolphins should have won the game, uh, but everybody's like, wait, wait. And then there was like a realization like, wait, are they're not going to call that? Like, he just got tackled in the end zone and they're not going to, okay. There, all there right, yeah. There was a few empty seats, was there not? Or was a Yeah. I, I heard it was blacked out. Somebody told me. Or maybe I'm, I mean, that's what one of my LOs here told me. Like the no. game, no, yeah, so. like that's what I thought. I'm like, what are you crazy? Yeah, it was on local. They're also yeah. all the tickets are sold yeah, for the season. Sold. Yeah, I just, uh, any any empty seats are just somebody that didn't. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, just, but it, there was a few empty seats. I mean, yeah. uh, the first game obviously was bonkers, but yeah, it's I'm What's, all in. Uh, good investment. Who's so around far. you? Because you bought pretty good seats. So who's around you? Yeah, so the people right in front of me and right to the left, because we're on the aisle seat. It's been. Like, they literally bought these tickets and they're selling them because it's been, you know, Ravens fans the first game and now it was all Dolphins fans. And they're, they've just been really cool people. That's kind of the point, you know? Like, you normally don't see that in an NFL game. Like, right, like these guys are from New York. They're from Wall Street guys. They're just having fun, buying us drinks, high-fiving us. I mean, I don't normally see that in an NFL game. Do now, you, things could change. Do you right. want to warn him about what's coming up? <laughs> oh, Philly. <laughs> and you know what? You might, you might run yeah. into some... Yeah. Is from Chicago. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. You know, they could be, you know, way too hardcore and into it and then look, you know, yeah. to freaking throw hands with fans. And uh, I yeah. wouldn't recommend that at a Raiders game, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I, I, but I will also say, I think the fact that we, we are Vegas 
and they're people coming are here, here to have a good time. Yeah, they want to win know? their football exactly. game, but this is also freaking right. it's euphoric being right. here. It's almost like unbelievable that there's a NFL game and you get to travel to one hundred percent. And they were like, even when the Ra- Raiders won, like they weren't even that let down. Like they were just <laughs> they were so happy they wow. saw this game and it was it was just cool. It's a good experience. I got a friend coming who's a Bears fan. Uh he's going to the game with me. Uh, in a couple of weeks so oh yeah well i'll let you know if things change atmosphere wise there but so far so good it's been I, awesome i have a feeling you know i'm gonna be above it in the press box but i have a feeling uh there's gonna be some ugliness on monday yeah. in los angeles oh, I, I imagine yeah down be, there yeah yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that. it's gonna be pretty <laughs> yeah, you know you yeah. know what's interesting about that yeah. uh because you know we've been talking about it raider sam's been talking about it how they take over the stadium and uh, jt the brick on the post game show on raider nation radio 920 and and comp 92.3 that's where you hear the games with lotus broadcasting um he was estimating like 80 percent raiders fans maybe but he also made a really interesting point because he'll generally say that the chargers like either don't have fans uh which is not true um or i thought this was interesting he said basically the charger fans have just given up going to their own games because of the raiders fans hmm that's interesting uh, no, yeah. I don't think he wanted to go fully in. I know a lot of Charger fans are like, yeah, it's unbearable because a lot of the Raiders fans are just in just maniacs. Last year, there wasn't a single Raiders fan there. Well, there's no Chargers fans right. either, of course. Uh, yeah. Did so you it, go it was, so far? Nice. Have you seen it? Yeah. Is it beautiful? Oh, yeah, God. it's awesome. And you're going this, you're going this yeah. Monday, right? Yeah, yeah, Raiders fans get so mad at me uh, because last year I, you know, I tweeted out like, wow, yeah. so far. No, it looks unbelievable. Yeah. And, and they were like, Allegiance great. Like, Allegiance is awesome. It's nice. But it's, but that's five spent, billion dollars. Right? You're the real estate business. Right. You spent six billion on something. It's, it's going to be better than two billion on something, right? <laughs> For the most doubt. part, it's really yeah. three times as much on the stadium. It's and it looks like it. It's I incredible. thought like it, it had like forty thousand more seats, and it's the same almost, right? No, no, no. Oh, it's a lot it? more open oh, space. Okay. There's more seats, but it's bigger. Yeah, but there's a lot more open space. They make really good use of. You know yeah. the, the the area that they have. Well, again, what's the difference? Between they had land. They, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. the Raiders plopped it into a sixty-three yeah. acre site. They gotcha. had to kind of build the stadium right. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the yeah. SoFi spread out a lot more. Yeah. So awesome. And then the entrance <laughs> is like insane. Yeah, it looks like oh, something yeah. like some sci-fi movie, doesn't it? Yeah, like the awesome. birds flying around. And it looks the, crazy. For those that have seen, it, like the roof kind of goes over the stadium and a theater where right. they'll have like you know the Academy Awards and stuff. I think right. will be in that in that wow. theater area that's there at SoFi. And they're building up everything around it now, too. So I'm excited to see what that looks like ahead of uh, the Super Bowl coming. But, yeah, that, that stadium is yeah. incredible. I, I want to check it out. Four o'clock hours on the way. Let's get to a little fantasy football. We'll talk about the best waiver pickups and also the early flops through three weeks. Trust Us is presented by Dustin DeHart at Nova Home Loans. Call today at 577-2600 to learn how to purchase a home with $20,000 in down payment assistance. Dial up Dustin now. 577 2600 